RadioInfluence.com. All right, it has been a week. Oh my God, we're moving. Well, we're we're moving. We've sold our house and we are moving all in two weeks. I have never been more busy and, oh my God. I'll tell you all about that and we'll get into some stories and, and, uh, and some good times too as well. But you know what? I'm going to kind of put a cap on USF football. Now, if you're not from the Tampa Bay area, USF, South Florida Bulls. At one time, still a young program, at one time USF made it all the way up to number two in the nation. That was under head coach Jim Levitt. That was the height of the program. Uh, Had a lot of success even after that. Um, And then has fallen on tough times. And I really like their new head coach, Coach Golish. Uh, I did a podcast with him two podcasts ago. I like him. Luther Campbell, who's down in South Florida and has all the high school kids and the studs. I saw Luther Campbell, you know, the Miami Hurricanes, uh, humongous uh, supporter, and he just basically controls, like, down in South Florida where there's so much good young talent luther campbell is the guy if you can lock in with luther campbell you're going to have some studs in your program and there's a lot of competition and it's not just from the state of florida heck i saw a stat the other day where the gators the knolls and the canes i mean they're getting outbid or out hustled or whatever by out of uh, the state programs, big time programs, they've always really recruited uh, in the state of Florida. But anyway, I'm getting ahead of myself. So Coach Golish, new head coach of USF. He was the offensive coordinator at Tennessee. He worked his way all the way through the ranks from high school coaching all the way to where he is. And now he is the new head coach of the USF Bulls. And Luther Campbell put out on social media just the other day, they go, this is one of the coolest mother blankers that I have met and he and it shows a picture of coach Golish and I'm like wow that's smart man get your claws in that South Florida market you know the speed the talent the so anyway anyway so I was very impressed talking with him very very interesting but we'll see he's got to do it you got to get the program back to relevance and when I went to the opening of the beautiful new indoor practice facility uh, on campus I ran into B.J. Daniels. B.J. Jan- Daniels was one heck of a college quarterback. And he came out of Tallahassee. He waited his time. And once he got the starting job at USF, they went to FSU when FSU was good. And they upset the Knowles in Tallahassee with B.J. Daniels at quarterback. They beat Notre Dame. Uh, Some big, big wins. So he was a dual threat. Very, very talented. Gets drafted by the San Francisco 49ers. I believe it was around the seventh round. 2013 NFL draft. He played... um, 
He was a quarterback for, for San Francisco and then also with the Seattle Seahawks. And then he moved to wide receiver and stayed in the league. And then he went to the CFL. I mean, he has been around because he just loves playing football. And not a lot of guys that are quarterbacks will make that switch just to stay in the game. Um, the Quentin Flowers, perfect example. Small, very talented though. Arm, could run, but he did not want to. He did not want to be a special teams guy. Did not want to be a returner, and he never made it. He never made it in the NFL. Didn't even make it in the uh, the old XFL. So anyway, B.J. Daniels, San Francisco 49ers, Seattle Seahawks. He got a Super Bowl ring. Houston Texans. And then on the practice squad and offseason, he was with the New York Giants, Chicago Bears, Atlanta Falcons. Then he went to CFL, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, the uh, Salt Lake Stallions, then the Seattle Dragons, and then then he was a quarterbacks coach at Leon High School, Lincoln High School, the head coach, back to USF, offensive analyst. Now he does an awful lot of work with community, and he's still with USF. As a matter of fact, he was wearing a suit. He was looking good when I ran into him at the indoor facility, and I said, you got a couple of minutes, BJ? And he said, sure, and this is it. So let's welcome in. Boy, you talk about a guy that's got his head on straight. Very nice. Young man. He's only 32, 33 years old. So he's a young man still. And it was an honor and a pleasure. Here you go. The great quarterback, B.J. Daniels. All right, I am with the great B.J. Daniels, one of the great, great quarterbacks at USF, had a really, really uh, good career in the NFL, now back at his alma mater. It's a beautiful day with the new indoor facility. You must, you're smiling, you're nonstop smiling. How you doing, B.? I'm doing well, doing well. I'm just thankful to see where our university is continuing to grow. The uh, Porter Indoor Practice Facility is amazing. What is it about USF? Now, look, you were, you've made it to the show. You made it to the NFL. You could do anything with your life, but you decided to come back to USF. Why? Uh, this university and the city's meant a lot to me. You know, when I was a student athlete here, I was given so much on the football field and off the football field. So I've been in a lot of different cities, Seattle, Houston, played for Atlanta Falcons, but nothing's like Tampa. Uh, the weather you can't beat, the people you can't beat, the sunshine. Um, and at the same time, these people have supported me throughout my career and helped me get to where I was, I was at. I want to do the same thing for student athletes here. Do you look, when I ask you, what stands out to you when you played quarterback at USF. Is there one thing at the top uh, would come at the top of your mind when I say, look back, well, what was it like? Uh, well, two things. One, for example, uh, there's highs and lows with life and with sports. So uh, when things didn't go well, I still got support from the community. Uh, when things did go well, uh, support was there, like beating Florida State and, and Notre Dame and Miami. So um, just to ac actually experience life in this city and grow up as a young man, I spent most of my time in Tallahassee where I'm from, but I feel like I grew up as a man here. That was incredible, man. The, the That win at FSU, the win over Notre Dame, 
I mean, oh my God, you were underdogs. You didn't mentally though, like going into those games, you felt like obviously you were you were up there with the big programs. You could get it done, right? Hundred percent, we did. Uh, we all felt like we had a chip on our shoulders and something to prove. Um, I hope, I'm hoping that chip grows a little bit bigger with our football team and our our athletic department now. Um, because we can do some great things. We've done it before, and I think we're going to look forward to the future, especially with this facility, and do it again. Now, has it changed? I know there's the NIL. Now there's transfer portal. Quite a bit different when you were there. Has it changed overall? Has it changed like with players? Does it still come down to basics? What do you think, BJ? Yeah, it still comes down to the basics. I mean, transfer portal, everyone gets kind of caught up in that and NIL and it's glitz, glam and glory. But at the end of the day, you have to have the product on the football field. So guys still need to be uh, intended to detail, go to practice and, and learn what it is to be successful. So it's not just gonna come. Uh, you won't get all those things without winning. So that's what we're trying to do. Now, here you were, you were a great quarterback in college football. You go into the NFL. Obviously, that's what you you do. You've done, you've been successful. But you also made that transition over to wide receiver. Was that to be like, hey man, I just want to stay in the NFL? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was an opportunity that I was approached uh, with by Pete Carroll. Uh, obviously, I backed up Russell Wilson, who's done tremendous in the NFL. Uh, so that opportunity for me to try to get on the field and play a little bit more uh, was to be an emergency backup quarterback, but to also help the team out with my ability in different ways. And winning it all. I mean, being being there, being in a Super Bowl and, and, and winning it, what is, what is that feeling like and being with your teammates that, you know what I mean, and being at the top? Yeah, I mean, it's a dream come true. I mean, I didn't win a state championship in high school. Uh, obviously, we didn't win the conference here at South Florida, but uh, to have that opportunity to be on the biggest stage of professional sports and be a part of a Super Bowl team was amazing. What's the biggest difference between the NFL? Obviously, we know the talent. We know the talent. But, like... Playing in college and then playing and being in the NFL. Is it just because it's big business? Is it a lot different, BJ? Yeah, well, it's the best of the best. You know, in college, you have an opportunity to have walk ons and different non scholarship athletes still play. But the NFL, it's the top guys from top programs um, who also are attentive to details. So, one thing I always tell people is, you know, a guy that's fast will be fast in the NFL, but he's also going to be smarter in the NFL because he pays attention more to watching film and studying the playbook because that's his full time job. He no longer has to be a student. All right, last two. What is it going to take for USF to get back, get back, get relevant, move on up? What's it going to take? Yeah, uh, just the support. I mean, part of the support that you see now. Uh, you know, we're, we built this facility so we can play a better, put a better product on the football field. Uh, you know, the good thing about this is we don't have to go inside when it rains, if it lightnings and things like that. So that's practice time we're not going to miss anymore. So I think the support of our athletic department is going to help our football team get better as well as all of our other um, uh, athletic teams. This is the last question I ask all of my guests. You made it to the top. What is the best advice you have for a young athlete, both on the field and in life? Because you, you know, you're, you're very well respected, how you come across your beliefs. What's the best advice you can give a young person? Uh, learn how to handle things when it doesn't go your way. You know, everyone uh, experiences that in life. You know, you pray for things and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you work for things, sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't. But learn, learning how to handle those, those things when it doesn't happen or go your way. How do you bounce back? How do you continue to move forward? Um, because things are going to happen. You know, in, in football, when I was a quarterback, 
you know, you're, you're going to have a, uh, you're going to throw an interception, uh, you're going to miss a read, your girlfriend might break up with you, something's going to happen, but how do you continue to move forward when those things do? You look great. Do you still throw the football? I mean, you're, you're in <laughs> do, do you wish you sometimes I still want to get out there or no? I do. I mess with Gary Bohan and our quarterback all the time because his, uh, his arm ain't stronger than mine. And tell him I said it. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Continued success. Yes, sir. Pleasure. Thank you. And I thank you very much, BJ, BJ Daniels. And then he went off in his suit looking very dapper. No, fly. That's what he's supposed to say. That's the one thing my wife has always told me. Don't try to act cool. That is such a turnoff for her. I know in women in general. I also follow, he got a little bit too out too out there for me, a little too much, but he was a comedian and he was Goat Boy on Saturday Night Live. My wife actually went to high, uh, high school for a short time uh, with him and he had said the same thing. His wife told, don't try to be cool. Because he introed Metallica on some tours, doing some comedy, but he also was a big metalhead. Jim Brewer's name is. And I remember him. I used to listen to his podcast, and he, he would say, my wife tells me, don't try to act cool. You're going on the Metallica tour. You're going to open up. Don't try to wear like a leather jacket and look cool. And my wife always tells me the same thing. Don't try to say what they're saying. The reason why, anyway, so there you go. So USF, good luck. Um, I'm hoping for the best. I'm hoping for the best and get USF back to relevance. It's a great area. You're in Florida. You're, they're going to have an on-campus stadium. I really think that's the huge, 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 huge. Because years and years and years ago, I produced and did uh, hosted the Rutgers uh, show, college football. And they used to play at the Meadowlands, and then they redid a little bit their stadium on campus. And then once they did that, the fans, college students, listen, when they wake up on a Saturday morning, they've been partying on a Friday night. Do you think they want to arrange and get in their cars and drive 20 minutes and, and wait in the, and hang in the parking lot a little bit in the heat? No. They want to go right from their dorms or their apartments on campus and walk, walk there. My daughter performed in cheerleading at UCF this past football season. And it was great. And I saw what it's like. Doesn't have to be a fancy stadium. And that thing is not fancy. The erector set, the jump house, my God, there's no frills. But it was kind of cool. Everybody tailgating on campus. And you walk, walk there when it's time to go in. That's how you do it, man. So USF, that's on the way, and I hope that's it. Now, Oh, and what I'm the reason why I was bringing up the thing about don't talk cool, like what the kids are saying and this and that, that and that never works. I hung out for a night with one of my best buddies, might be my BFF, and that would be Whitney Johnson. For those of you in Tampa Bay, the Whitman was on WDAE for years as a reporter, update guy. He was a talk show host for a time. With Jason Dixon, uh, another guy, uh, light those puppies up, Ken Silverstein. Ken Silverstein, he really liked him, but he used to drive him crazy and all this stuff. But his name is Whitney Johnson, Whitney the Whitman. And I would love him to do a podcast on all the stories that he has now. 
He works in a medical marijuana dispensary. And I hung out with him one night last week, and it was just like we were back again. There was no responsibility for that night. It was back like it was 25 years ago when we were hanging. It was great. And Whitney was telling, but he can't. I said, oh, my God, the stories he was telling me at a medical marijuana dispensary. Oh, oh. I go, you got to do a podcast for that. But he can't. He can't tell those stories because he's working. It's big business. You can't disclose stuff like that. And so if he ever leaves that job, hopefully I'll get him back on here and he can talk about some of that stuff and then he should do his own podcast because, but he was telling me, it was funny, throughout the night, we went to a concert, but we met for beers and pizza before, we tailgated, man, back of a pickup truck at this Ruth Deckard Hall, backed up where he knows, right near some trees and woods in the parking lot. I mean, it was like the old days. Oh my God, it was great. We went in and saw the concert. We came back out and had one nightcap on the back of the tailgate, and then we headed out. Um, but he was saying like some of the terms that they say now, because he works with a lot of kids. Kids, I mean, in their early 20s. And, you know, Whitney's pushing 60. And uh, he was saying the big thing now is like, I'm making bank. I'm making bank. Yeah, I got extra hours. Oh, yeah, I'm making bank. And I was like, I have heard that. And he's like, and he's telling me a few other terms that the kids use. But Whitney is working with kids. So he's not trying to be cool. He's just repeating what they're saying now. But it's really bad when an older guy like me or Jay, and you try to talk the lingo like someone that's 30, 40 years younger than you, that is the worst. It's also bad when you see somebody trying to dress when you're in your 50s and you're trying to dress like you're 22. Women and men, it does not look good. You know, a lot of times I'll, I'll go and I go to the discount rack. You know, I don't go to... The clothes that I get, the few times that I shop, I go to like a, I don't go to departments, you know, the mall, and then I'll go down, and it says young men's, and I'll look on some of those shirts, I'm like, I, no, I can't do that. It's not cool. It's not cool. But what I was thinking about is when Whitney and I, I may have mentioned this on a podcast last year. Speaking of USF, now of all the things that I have covered, Super Bowls, Stanley Cup Final, uh, World Series, playoffs, 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 boxing, title matches, heavyweight championships, fights. There is an electricity in the crowd. I am. I love that. It's been a long time. Many, many years ago, I covered some uh, Tyson fights. Uh, Michael Spinks, uh, Vander Holyfield. There's something about when the lights go down, that music hits. Now it's time for the main event, the heavyweight championship of the world. It is just awesome. Awesome. That's a great experience. But I will tell you that one of my most memorable and fun experiences in this business was covering USF 
in the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas for a week. All expenses paid by my station, Bay News 9. How do you, that was awesome. You're like, the Sun Bowl? Really? Yes. Now, USF got their asses handed to them by Jonathan Stewart, incredible college running back that also was damn good in the NFL. And Oregon at that time ran a fast-paced offense, but they they throttled USF under Jim Levitt back in that back in that day. But I was with Whitney, and this is one of my favorite. He when I told him again, he, he's like, I tell that story all the time. You ready? So we're all week covering the Sun Bowl, not a big bowl game in El Paso. And they, the, the hospitality suite, it wasn't a fancy hotel that we stayed at, but it did the trick. And it was myself, this J-Mac, Jason McDowell. I don't think there was anybody else. There was Whitney from WDAE radio. I was Bay News 9. There was Brad. He's a camera guy for ABC Action News in Tampa Bay. He was there with Al Keck. Um, but Brad was hanging with us. Um, trying to think who else was really hanging with us. That was the little group, but it was really Whitney and I. And so this is the funniest story ever. So it's all week. There was a hospitality suite in the hotel, free beer, free food all week. And it was interesting because we flew in we flew into USF. I mean, we flew into El Paso, and once we flew in, we took a, a cab right to the Sun Bowl. I had to do some stand-ups, and there was a guy that had just, they called him, it's a jumper, a jumper. He jumped over the wall, the fence from Juarez, Mexico, which was right there. You could see it from the hill. The stadium is on a hill in El Paso, and you can see there's a big fence, and Mexico is right there, and there were small little homes and little roads and very crowded, and, but I mean, that was it, and there was a guy that, and here I am, we just flew from Tampa to get to El Paso, we went right to the parking lot of the Sun Bowl Stadium, and I'm doing a stand-up because we had to do something for five o'clock, and I noticed a guy, and I looked and then boom, I was like, there's a guy in the parking lot, this skinny little guy, and then he was gone. And I told a guy, there was another guy there from the Sun Bowl, and I said, I just thought I saw a guy right there in the parking lot, but I don't see him. He goes, it's a jumper. That's what they call him, a jumper. He jumped over the fence from Mexico, and like he was gone. He was so good, and this was a parking lot. There was a couple of skinny little trees that you see in a parking lot. I don't know how this guy, you know, escaped so fast, but man, it was a jumper. And I'm like, okay, we're in El Paso slash Mexico. This is kind of different, but cool. And the guys that were running the uh, the Sun Bowl, the hospitality, they were calling us gringo. Were they calling us gringo? No, no. Gringo. What the? No, 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 no. They didn't call us gringo. Oh, what the heck did they call us? They had a name for us. Uh, 
America, whatever. But anyway, it was an awesome, awesome, awesome time. Awesome, awesome, awesome time. So it was New Year's Eve, okay? It's at night. We're in the hotel, the little, we went to the hospitality suite, and then we went to Whitney's room. And we're going to be partying a little bit. Whitney at the time had brought his laptop. It was just new at the time. He's like, yeah, you can just play music on the laptop. And we were always having music and beers and partying and just having a blast. So it was New Year's Eve. My wife now, Emily, I was dating at the time. I might, it might, she might've been my fiance. You know, it was serious and all that. And she wanted to be with me on New Year's Eve. Her big, she's not a partier at all. I party probably way too much and have. And so to me, New Year's Eve is like, eh, amateur night. Or, you know, eh, St. Patty's Day, amateur night. I don't need a, you know, that was my, that was my reasoning. And it's no big thing. We don't have to go out and just because it's New Year's Eve. But she, who doesn't really party during the year, she wants to be out on New Year's Eve or do something. Definitely watch the ball drop and this and that. And, you know, we had been dating. We're serious. And I'm in El Paso. And so I called her up. Check this story out. I call her up on the phone, talking to her, talking to her, you know, this and that. Yeah, we're doing this and we're covering the team. And yeah, it's it's okay, you know, and, Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I miss you. I miss you, which I did. And yeah, I wish I was there, you know, back in Florida with you, you know, and blah, blah, blah. But you know what? We'll celebrate many New Year's Eves together. No big thing. We're just right here. We're not going anywhere. We're here at the hospitality. We're here. It's just Whitney, me. No big deal. No big deal. Nothing, nothing. Okay, okay. Yeah, okay. All right. All right, honey. All right. Happy New Year. Yes, I love you. Yes. All right. All right. It's going to be a great next year. All right. Good night. All right. Boom. Soon as I hung up, I didn't hang up my phone. I didn't click it off. I put it in my pocket. Whitney, crank up that music. Whitney cranks it open. You hear click. The open of the beer cans. Here we go. We got the music going. Yeah, we're going to be partying New Year's Eve. You know it. You know it. Man, you believe that? Blah, 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 blah. My phone was on. And Emily was sitting at home alone back here hearing it. I'm amazed that she stayed with me. <laughs> now, it wasn't that we did anything crazy. We might have invited Brad into the room. I don't know if anybody else came in, but we had the tunes cranking, we're drinking the beers, we're partying, and she was by herself, and I didn't click off the uh, hang up my phone. And Whitney gets such a kick out of that story. Emily just, uh, she'll bring, now and then, now and then, that's so long ago. How long ago is that? 20 years ago? 18 years ago, 17 years ago. Do you know what time? She will she will still bring that up, meaning she has not forgotten that. And, uh, and well, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't even know if she mentioned that the next day or she waited till I got home. You know, your phone was still on. 
<laughs> you and Whitney having a good New Year's Eve, I see. But anyway, anyway, it was a good time. No, 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 no harm, no harm. But anyway, isn't that funny? So make sure I butt dial a lot. I don't know about you. Make sure you always click your phone off, even though I swear if she and I are talking about something in the car, I'm saying something to myself in the car. I will come back and later, whether it's Instagram or Facebook or something, I will get an ad of what I have been talking about with my phone. It isn't like my phone, I'm recording into my phone or anything like that. This, I, it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. So then, so speaking of Whitney, so here we go. And here, here's how this thing goes. Again, I am not a planner. My wife is such a planner. And she's like, there's something, you got to plan things. So that I got to at times. You got to do what you got to do. So I get a text from Whitney. And this happened months and months ago. Same type of thing. He, his wife has a very good job and it's very busy. And she used to travel a lot. Then there was COVID. But now she's traveling a lot again, I guess. And they go to concerts together. Whitney is, if you don't know my friend Whitney Johnson, huge, huge rocker, old time rocker. And he loves his rock music and blues, jamming, good tunes. Me too. But Whitney is an aficionado. So they go to concerts together. And so he texted me like a couple of days Gave me like four or five days, one of those things. And he goes, hey, want to see Tedeschi, Tedeschi Trucks on Wednesday? And I went, oh, boom, yes. Ugh. Hadn't asked Emily yet if it was, you know, on the schedule. Because we got, I'll tell you what's going on. We got a lot going on right now. Oh, my God. With the house being sold all in a matter of two weeks. Oh. But anyway. And I said, yes. And then I said, Emily, you know, later that night, hey, do you need me for anything next Wednesday on your schedule? Because she's got with our daughter, her, you know, just tell me where to go and I do it. And she looks, she's like, nope. I said, okay, I want to go to a concert. Well, Whitney just, she goes, great, go. Oh, that's great. Because I don't plan anything with any friends. I don't call, call any friends on the phone. I don't do anything. And he's not planning. I don't go to concerts. Take it. I don't go to games uh, with anybody. Uh, I don't do anything. Uh, I just go with the flow. I walk down to the local bar, uh, craft beer bar, and that's going to change now. But moving. But anyway, so okay, great. Boom. Text back. Boom. Don't hear from Whitney until day before. Whitney, you still on for tomorrow? You know it. Ruth Eckert Hall or Capitol Theater. Ruth Eckert. Perfect. Boom. Let's meet at this little place, Paul's Pizza, right around the corner. Pizza and beer said, in. That's it. That's it. That's the amount of planning. Nothing else needs to be said. Isn't it simple? And, oh, my God. So then we have been just the last week and a half. I haven't been sleeping. There's so much on my mind. Trying to get everything done in a hurry in two weeks. 
So and this day was busy too. And then I had to drive to Tampa for something and back and then over here and there and boom, 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 boom. Able to do it. Wife, my Emily works at the school where Addie goes to school, boom, 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 come back, fourth, boom, boom, I'm out of here, boom, boom. Drive down there to Paul's Pizza. Here's Whitney. It's on. It's on. You ever have one of those nights where you just know like, okay, here we go. It's just me and Whitney J. Let's do this thing. And there we go. Go up, boom, get a beer. You want one, Whitney? Boom, get a little pie. Boom, sit down. I get the refill. Matter of fact, I'm going to grab two while I'm up there. And and you want one or two? One? Okay. I didn't know he was going to tailgate and he had some beers for the tailgate. I had no idea. I thought we were going right from the pizza right to the concert. And uh, so anyway, make a long story short, it was great. It was hysterical. We're busting chops. He's telling me these stories on the, on the place where he works. I am just cracking up. And it's amazing, amazing how much money these businesses make. Un, they, how much bank they make. But anyway, he can't tell these stories because, again, this is where he's working. This is his job. So I get it. But I wish he would do a podcast. I wish he'd do another one with me with these stories. So anyway, he's telling me this. I'm loving it because I don't know. I, I don't know about this field. You know, I know one or two people that worked in it and then they left. So anyway, he's doing that. Now it's time. Let's go over. Let's go over to Ruth Eckert. Well, let's do it. He goes, I know exactly where to park. One of the older usher uh, parking. Hey, can we park over there? We're going to meet somebody right over there. Are you sure? Yeah, you go over there. Boom, boom, boom. Backs up the pickup truck. Tailgate goes down. Cold beer comes open that he's got. We're sitting on the back of that. It's a beautiful evening. We're outside. Nobody is around us yet. And we are just having the blast. Laughing, talking, hanging beautiful now it's time why don't we go in we go in boom whitney is such an experienced concert goer we the not a long line get through security because he had gone to a concert there saturday a couple of days earlier and it was a long ass line no problem with that got in boom i'm not going to have any more beer now because i'm going to I mean i can get myself a water for the rest of this show you want one jay i got you covered boom then there was an outdoor patio area again beautiful night Whitney's like we don't need to see the opening act this other act before do you no oh but let's hang we don't want to get our chance to hang and talk and bullshit and so we hung outside now it's time to go in for the concert we go in, get our seat. He always gets an end seat, two end seats, because these are long aisles on this Ruth Deckard Hall. And the amount of people that got to go take a leak, it's incredible. Because I have gone to Ruth Deckard Hall over the last couple of years for my daughter's performances, whether it's a dance performance, uh, plays, things like that. Very calm. People are not getting up and constantly going to the bathroom. But at a concert like this, and it was lit, people have been drinking, and they're constantly, we're constantly up and letting them go through. But at least we were in the, so it was, that was surprising to me how many times we had to get up. And so it was great. Had a nice buzz on. They are so, so good. Derek Trucks is one of the best, like what do you think, the best guitar, one of the, 
probably the best guitarist in the world, man, you're going to hear. She, his wife, is so good with the vocals. The band was so tight. They're so talented. They can jam. She can sing. It was just great. And there were people that were standing up dancing, guys included. I don't need to see that in front of me. Guys just dancing the whole time. Uh, Girls, okay, that looks good. This is to me. This is to me as a man. Uh, But it was great. The vibe was great. Everybody, this was on a Tuesday night. I had no idea a week prior I'm going to be going to this night that wasn't planned. And it was awesome. But wait till you hear this. So I didn't even know, is there an intermission? There was no intermission. They just go strong, probably about two hours strong. And just, it was great. And um, because I went to another concert with Whitney like six, eight months ago. And I got a little bit too buzzed. And I was like, whoa. I was one of those, yeah, whoa. But this one was just perfect, just right. And it was great. So I was having a great time. But I got to go to the bathroom a couple of times. That's how it is now for me. So I would, you know, a song would end. And boom, I head right out, boom. There was a big guy. And he was an older, he wasn't a young guy. He was a big guy with white hair. I would say he was in his 50s. He was a, probably about 6'4", probably about 230, in shape. Not not like Jack, but not like out of shape and sloppy or anything. But he was also like in his 50s. But he just had this air. He, can't, he had to go out and go to the bathroom a couple of times. And I don't know what it was about him. Did you ever get one of those things where you kind of eye somebody up and I know it's not right. You shouldn't make a determination right away, but you're kind of like, that guy looks like kind of a jag off. It just, it kind of hit me like that. It really did. So another time I go in the bathroom and he's in there and he's, he's at the sink and the whole time he's just on his phone. You're at a concert, buddy, of a kick-ass band. You go into the bathroom to do your business and you can be on your phone all all the time but this this is your this is your outlet man and he was just on the phone the whole time i was just like what, what is this guy man so he comes back and he did this about 3 or 4 times so Whitney and i stood up and one time he did say hey, thank you guys or the way he did it Whitney said it was douchey the way he said it but whatever and so now we're getting near the, did they, it was like the final song before that they would say goodnight and then you know how they're going to come back out. And it was the finale, not, not the finale finale, like the end of their set and everybody was standing up. I mean, the vibe on a Tuesday night at this place was off the charts. It was, it was lit. It was, everybody there was having a blast and standing up and clapping and dancing and jiving, you know, getting into the music. And I looked on down, this this big guy was on our row, and I looked, and there was a dude in front of him with his date, and he was probably like in his 40s, he had a long beard, long hair, and he was just clapping, dancing to the music, everybody else was standing. And this guy in our row was like, didn't like it that the dude with the long hair and the beard stood up in front of him, but everybody was standing. 
and I just happened to look over. Now, Whitney is not seeing any of this. He's just eyes pretty much are closed into the music, bopping it to it, loving it. But I was watching this. I saw it all unfurl. And the big guy with white hair, the big dude, he pushes the, the, the dude with the beard and the long hair. He just like flat out gives him a damn good push in the front. And the guy turned around and he's like, he pushes his shoulder. And then boom, he's starting to come across the, the chair. Boom. And the, the older guy is like, and they're trying to separate. And two people are pointing to the white haired dude. And I'm thinking, who, if you are that pissed off on a Tuesday night, with the blues, rock, great night at Ruth Eckert, you're starting a fight for this? What, 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 what is your thing, man? And so, you know what he did, though? Smart move. He would have got his ass kicked because he was probably in his mid to late 50s, and this guy was in his 40s, and he was also decent size, probably like 6'1", compared to 6'3", 6'4". But he was decent size and he was ready to go. And the big guy got up and he started walking. He was smart. He knew because they were as security. People were pointing to him. So I'm on the end. And was like, Yo. and there's a, a woman, an older lit woman that is security or an usher. I should say usher. And I, and I was like, get, get, get security before. And I'm like, hey, 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 there's going to be a fight right here, man. She was standing right there. Didn't even notice it. And the other guy, that was another older gentleman too, an usher, he didn't even notice it. They don't even notice it. They're standing up. I'm, I'm noticing it. I'm in my row. And I'm like, hey, man, there's going to be a fight right here. Just to let you know. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. And she takes a couple of steps. And I said, be careful. Because she, she, she would have got clocked. And she's like, oh. And she's like, I need walkie-talkie. I need, I need help. I need help. Send help. Send help. Send help. Meanwhile, all and people were pointing to the guy that started it. He noticed it. And even he noticed it and he's like, and he just calmly, he walked down the aisle and he went right out the door and then his buddy followed him. And I'm like, can you imagine being his friend? It was as if these, this guy had done this before. Like this wasn't his first rodeo where he was just so pissed off this one day. This is, this is what he must do. And he was used to it and he was out the door and his buddy was out the door. And now here comes the band back out for the, uh, what do you call it, after the finale. You know what I'm talking about. The encore, the encore. So they come back out, and now this guy, and and then he was turning around, he was saying to the other person or a woman there, he's like, yeah, he pushed me, and I'm not going to take that. I'm going to push him back, and this and that. And then the next thing you know, he's turning around, and he was like, he was able to put it beside himself. Good for him. And then everybody's clapping and standing and dancing and getting into it and loving it. And I think they did two two more songs. And it was great. It was great. What a night. And I said to Whitney, I said, remember that guy? Isn't that guy? Couldn't you tell that guy was a douche? God, he was a jag off. I, I figured it. Just the way he was in the bathroom the whole time standing at the sink. And another thing. It, okay. Say he doesn't. He, he, maybe it's something important on his phone or something. You don't stay in the bathroom that long and staying right in front of the sink. There's only two sinks there. Like, so you're taking up a space where other guys are coming in, they got to wash their hands. Like no awareness or care, uh, no give a fuck about anybody else but him. 
And I'm like, can you imagine me and the buddy that went with went with this guy that hangs with this guy? And I'm like, look at that. What we're having a great night. So we head out. We head out, and Whitney goes, got a beer and got a beer in the truck, baby. And I great because that way you don't have to wait in line for all the cars to get out of the parking lot. It isn't like a game where there's a blowout game and you're in the fourth quarter and a lot of the uh you know the 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 fans on the team that's getting their ass kicked they're already out of the stadium and then they leave. So sometimes you have that. You don't have that at a concert, especially a good one. Nobody's going to leave. So everybody is leaving at the same time and nobody else is going back to tailgate. We were the only ones. Whitney Jane and myself. Everybody else gets in their car and then just stays with the car engine idling and waiting, waiting for a long time, 15 minutes, maybe 20 minutes, hanging, we're just hanging, we're hanging, cracked open a cold one and just had a blast, 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 blast. So it was just such a great night. And then I came back and then, then it was so much fun, but I've got, we've got so much going on. So here's the gist. And if you've made it this far, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Um, so, and this is not sports related. Okay. Uh, this is life related. I love the house and where we live. I have nature preserve in my backyard. I love the woods. It's this is me. Love the woods. Love to sit outside. Girls are sleeping. Quiet. Just I love it. My wife and daughter don't care. They want a different little, you know, a little different setting. Maybe you know, a little step up. You know. So boom. And then two weeks ago, my wife said, "Just for kicks." She's always on Zillow. Just for kicks. Let's go look at an open house. Oh, boy. Did, fell through. But in order to do that, I mentioned this last week, but I'm updating you. You got to put your house up for sale because they won't, you know, accept a bid if you just for a heck of it. So we did. And I was like, you know what? Okay. We've been here about nine years. All right. All right. Yes, it's time. Now, if we step it up a little bit in the quality of a home, we ain't going to get a, uh, a backyard with woods like this and a nature preserve. So anyway, that's where we are. We did bid on one house. We went back and forth. It actually had woods, more like a marshland. Uh, and I was like, ooh, that'd be good. That'd be good. Wasn't it? It's never going to be perfect for you and your wife and your daughter. Because she's, uh, but anyway. And that fell through or now they came back and they're not going to do any repairs. We're doing all the repairs. So then they got the inspector comes through and sees. Okay. So boom, down here, a roof is huge. How old is your roof? What about your AC unit? Because it's so hot, so many months out of the year. And those are the two big things. And your electrical, the points, there's four points, water. So, I mean, I've learned all this. And then the other things are piecemeal. You know, whether to fix your house, selling it, or buying it. And uh, the one house that we wanted, they're like, no, we're not doing any we're not doing any repairs. And this is it. You know, and boy, boy, here we're doing everything. Can't we find a buyer like us? 
So we already have like new cabinets. We've done the bathrooms. have already been new. A new water pump, new AC for the pool, new AC for the, uh, that's two years old, all that. But the roof was old and we knew that. And we would have to get a new roof anyway. So we've gone through that. Boom, we're getting the roof Monday, Monday. And they dropped off all the materials. They put them on the roof. Wouldn't you know it, today, me backing in in a hurry, had to come get a storage unit, did all that. I backed in, I backed over the eaves, bent a little bit, a little bit. I'm like, it's, eh. and then trying to move all your stuff. Like my wife one day said, oh, a lot of people move all the time. So I, it's a big deal, man. All the stuff you have in the attic, your garage, the stuff that you acquired, you're going to have to get a new address, move it over to here for a while. You don't have a new place to live yet. Going to stay with her mom and dad's. So, so thankful for that for a little bit, hopefully not long, but just trying to do this. And in order for this deal to come through, because the house will never be worth any more right now because interest rates are up, you know, the taxes are up, insurance is up. So now it's starting to correct itself a little bit, but it's not going to go back to what it was right now. So we're like, all right, let's unload this. Okay, that's my mindset. I'll do it. We'll do it. And but we have to close. There's someone that wants it. We didn't even put a we didn't even put a uh, a for sale sign in the yard. We had like three showings, and and boom, one's like we want it. So where we are right now, okay, but you have to have the closing done in two weeks, less than two weeks. That's everything. That's getting the inspector in here. That's getting all the repairs done. That's getting the moving out of here. You got to move out of here. That was the elevation. The rut, every, it's just, I, oof, I'm nowhere near. I'm under the gun right now. I got a couple days to go. And the roofers are coming here Monday. And everything else in between. So it's just been an awful lot. But after this one, Hopefully, I will be stepping up these uh, these Rock Stops Here podcasts because I have been confirmed with my credentials going to Arizona to the Super Bowl. I got myself an Airbnb downtown, walking distance from the convention center. Now, I'm not, I, well, I didn't get credentialed and didn't even put in for the game itself. That's a whole different thing. So I will be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and fly back on Thursday. Our closing is Tuesday. You do it all digitally now. You're, how you sign all this paperwork, you just boom. Your name comes up. Everything is digitally, um, which can be good. You don't have to always be meeting. But again, if there's anyway, it's just been a crazy, crazy, busy, busy can't sleep so much on my mind to get done you got to get this done in a hurry can you imagine moving changing your entire life moving in less than two weeks boom from scratch everything everything i know what time to go to walmart to get the boxes over in the produce section same thing over at Publix. i am just and then then having to go through your garage the attic things that you want to get rid of you want to get and then trying to negotiate with this and that and then a, a junk hauler and then the mover and then the storage unit and then you know the whole bit man it's just a lot it's a lot but we'll make it through thank god we can't get sick my daughter got a bad cold and i'm like can you imagine can you imagine getting sick and then i got the super bowl right out of that 
We'll be having our closing, and I'll be in. I'll be at the convention center at the Arizona digitally doing the closing. Boom, 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 boom. Hope it goes okay, and then we don't have a place to live. We're going to stay with the parents for a little bit. So, I will talk to you next week. <laughs> Got to have a sense of humor. Got to have a sense of humor. You would be surprised too. We have looked at a few places what they want for a house what what is not fixed what is hidden what it, it, oh anyway a uh, next time let's see when i do this so this podcast next week so next week i'll be at the super bowl all right guys so listen thank you so so much thank you to bj daniels my it was my pleasure bj you're a good man, and I will see. I, I, I'm a little jumbled, but listen, thanks. Thank you, guys. All right? Uh, we'll make it. Talk to you, talk, talk to you next week.